Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, we are connecting up with a, once again, another brand new co-host for you guys to meet. Uh, this gentleman got connected with me thanks to a past co-host. Shout out to Teo Roxham. And this gentleman, he is a little similar to me, actually. He's an ex-corporate ladder climber within the advertising technology space turned catalyst for change in the way the world identifies with and experiences masculinity. So it's a key word there, masculinity for today's episode. As a thought leader and coach for men in their 20s and 30s, Travis helps men cultivate the self-awareness and discipline required to transition into a self-authored, purpose-driven lifestyle. We've talked a lot about purpose on this show. He spent the last three years cultivating the skills to lead men from Mankind Project, John Wineland, and through the official Wim Hof Method instructor training, which I'm excited to dive into more today. So Travis Rosnos is coming on the show here today in Austin, Texas, sir. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Scott. Appreciate and it. I will tell you, at the end of your bio, I was getting a kick out of this. You also frequent many coffee shops like myself, sir. I bounce around. Cold brew. I just, I can't stop trying all the cold brews. <laughs> cold brew is awesome. And yeah. uh, I'm not, an, I'm normally not a fan. Here, uh, how, do I, how do I answer this? Starbucks, right? It is the official like entrepreneur's office away from his office or non-existing office, he or she. And uh, so I go there a lot with my own, my own cold brew that I make. <laughs> so I just go there as a, you know, I just need to change up locations. <laughs> uh, I, I people that people now who know me, they're like, Hey, which, which office are you at today? <laughs> I'll right. be like, Oh, I'll right. be in the city of Bethlehem or the city of, Be of Allentown. You know, you know, just look, I'll catch up with you soon. So, uh, it sounds like you frequent many shops yourself. I'm all about the variety too. I appreciate that about this lifestyle, right? Being able to work from wherever and location freedom, different spots. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and, and actually, and just to clarify, you had mentioned this early. Did you just move to Austin or you're still in transition to Austin? Two weeks, I will be driving to Austin, Texas. Yeah, okay. So. so where are you at right now? Phoenix. Phoenix, ah, Arizona. My old stomping grounds. Really? Really? Uh, well, that's where I, I, well, not in Phoenix, but that's where I served when I was a wildland firefighter with the federal government. So I when I left my corporate ladder climbing job, I took two years and I was on one of the elite hotshot crews based in Arizona. And we traveled mm -hmm. all over the West fighting the big wildfires. So, and my days off, I would spend in, in uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale because our base was three hours to the Northeast in uh, Pleasant Valley. So you have to go up the, the B-Line Highway to Payson and then right. make a right. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. just make a right when you hit Payson. That's all I remember. I forget the name of the highway. Uh, you have to occasionally watch out for the elk. And uh, you're driving up the uh, the Mogollon Rim. I don't know how often you got outside of Phoenix and you go up that way or not. Like the airport and like Old Town. That's oh. my that's my. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. you're an Old Town guy. Okay, that's cool. I actually I had one of my best Bloody Marys okay. ever in Old Town. Uh, you can find a good Bloody Mary down there. Yeah, for sure. First time I ever had one uh, there was uh, it was served with two sticks of crispy bacon in it, and that's what excited me. I just, I'll never forget that. <laughs> only two? Only, only, only two. Well, well, it was a make your own Bloody Mary day. So after the first round was done, trust me, I stuffed more in there. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. <laughs> so enough about Phoenix. I know. I mean, Phoenix, that's, that's, 
it's a cool another another connection for you and I. Um, it's very hot nice. in the summer, and but beautiful in the off season agar of the winter. So I I'm a, I'm a fan either way. Yeah, and definitely. I've hiked. Uh, I lost track of how many times I've hiked hiked up and ran up uh, Camelback. So yeah, <laughs> uh, so. Heading to Austin, leaving Phoenix. Uh, you got the Mankind Project on your roster. You're you're now obviously a big Wim Hof guy. So let's dive right into that because for our listeners, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never heard of the Wim Hof Method, I just recommend that you go on to Instagram and you search for W I M space H O F Wim Hof because his Instagram is awesome. Just picture a hairy, in shape guy. <laughs> Uh, half naked, uh, doing lots of crazy things in the snow and on like icy tundras. Uh, I don't know, Travis, I mean, how would you jump in on that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much that. Uh, he's got a crazy hat these days for, for the, for the wintertime. Although it's like always winter for him. Yeah. They're asking, yeah. they're actually asking me to take over the Instagram. So it'll just be, you'll go there and there'll just be pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he going to get you a crazy hat? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's part of the whole deal. Yeah. I'll put that, that in your contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what drew you to the Wim Hof method? Yes, I, about three years ago, you know, is at a time in my life where, you know, I've always been into books, but that, you know, three, four years ago is when I really started to go on this personal development journey, if you will. And started off like a lot of folks, right? Listening to podcasts, you know, reading books, things like that. And... <clears throat> I think like a lot of people was always really had a quick mind. I was always trying to solve problems. My job being in sales, very fast paced. So I was sort of been groomed to think fast, talk fast. Um, yeah, just be really prefrontal cortex operated. So much to the point where, you know, I started reading about, you know, how the seals, right? How they train all these modalities out there that connect the mind and body call it flow states, call it, you know, whatever you want. But I was like, you know what? I, I don't really, I haven't really gone down that path at all. Like what, what does that mean to be embodied? What does it mean to um, get out of your head? Right. A lot of people always used to say that. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I'm always in my head. I need that. I need my, like my problem solving cap always on. And, but to be honest though, I, kind of missing the point and so i started researching like breath work right i was just really interested in like how do i take this uh like psychology approach right like psychoanalysis approach and like go beyond that and um i google showed me ice baths like they it, it started to share with me um the benefits of wait the google algorithm start yeah. spitting back to you ice baths yeah yeah so <laughs> what were your exposure? key words that you were putting yeah, in <laughs> right the body right like how to um like, like mind, mind body, body stuff yeah mind body connection you know all that stuff yeah. Yeah. like key words uh, like mindfulness yeah yeah just that whole realm of things and um it wasn't wim hof right away it was cold exposure mm -hmm. maybe because for a long long time cold water you know for human beings I mean, I can go on all day about like our evolution. I mean, we were very, very much more resilient creatures back in the day. I mean, we oh yeah, we're a bunch of soft pansies now. Exactly, and that, <laughs> and that's you know, um, publicly the Wim Hof method is really talked about in that manner too. Um, how we kind of need to de uh, uh, domesticate ourselves from us, right? And cold water is a way to do that. So I found I found cold water, and I started asking friends. I was like, you guys ever take cold showers? And you know everybody's like, no, that sounds crazy. Right. But, um, 
at the time, this was like just over a year ago, you know, I was very involved in uh, group coaching through John Wineland. And so I was in men's groups, you know, uh, finding a passionate actually, right? Like, wow, I want to, I want to teach this, but uh, you know, I showed, I got these group of guys, same group of guys for a full year. And um, a lot of those guys were like, yeah, I take cold showers in the morning, you know, you know, love it. It does great things for my cardiovascular system. And so I started getting into it and I, I eventually came across Wim Hof. Mm -hmm. Started doing the breathing in the mornings and, uh, you know, the cold showers eventually, you know, I uh, started to kind of enjoy them. And from there on out, you know, I wanted to be a coach and sort of um, increase my capacity to transmute knowledge and transformation to other people. Let's, pa let's real quick, let's pause on the transfer of the information since on that theme yeah. of transfer of information. Okay, did you dive right into the whole cold shower thing? Because I dabble in it here and there. Yeah. Some people, they got to like ease the temperature like down. Right. Or did you right. just say, you know what, one day I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> I mean, what was your what was your transition into the cold shower lifestyle? Here. Because people ask yeah. me about it too. So The point is, is that you can gradually expose yourself to cold water. Mm -hmm. that's, that's actually recommended. Okay. The benefits start to kick in on all levels when the water is under 64 degrees. So even if you're getting in water gradually that's under 64 degrees, you're seeing the health benefits of it. Okay. So that's the good news. You don't have to get into 30 degree water with ice. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, this does not mean you just go <laughs> chuck a bag of ice in your bathtub and just dive in. Uh, cause exactly. you might literally leap right back out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's really actual gradual exposure. That is what we promote, um, with the method. And so myself, uh, I lived in Arizona, right. And mm -hmm. so the water you know, didn't get all that cold. So no, I, cold. you know what, real quick on that. I learned that the hard way, my first, my rookie year out <laughs> there firefighting, I didn't know I'd never been to Arizona and, uh, I, <laughs> Uh, we just we got halfway through our fire season and we earned like four days in the off four days off in a row that we weren't we had guaranteed no callbacks so we're allowed to go beyond our two hour callback radius and we're free to do what we want and I was like this is great so uh, there's a merit there's a I think it's Merritt Marquis the Marquis like it's a high end golf resort there in Phoenix Marquis something or other so I book a I book a room there and. Literally, I, I drive straight from our fire base, and I drive there, and I'm like looking forward to a great shower. And I get in the shower, and this is the middle of summer. And I call the front desk. I was like, yo, there's something wrong, man. There's no cold water. And you're laughing your ass off right now. But I'm like, I was like, to like um, yes, sir, it's July. And I was like, yeah, I know. But, I mean, the pipes are underground, so what's the big deal? She's like, you do know our water comes in by aqueduct, and it's – summer of Arizona. And I was like, right. so what you're saying is there's no cold water. And she's like, no. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was like, you guys are a five-star resort. Put some chillers in or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just had to share that. Cause that's that popped back in my head. I was like, yeah, there was like no chance in hell that I was getting cold water there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the showers turn into, yeah, put it buying ice bags and doing that once a week in my tub. And, Luckily enough, actually, though, in Phoenix here, there's a recovery business that opened like mm. six months ago where they have a cold filter in the hot tub. Nice. And it's 49 degrees. So any day, pop right in there. Sweet. And that, what do you do? It's like, like a, like a drop-in fee or do you have like membership packages? Or? Yeah, it's just membership. They do, you know, um, they got a sauna, different things. You yeah. just pop in after you work out. I'm digging it. Yeah. So uh, do they have the crazy um, stand-up freezing chamber thing too? 
They haven't gone cryo. They haven't no, gone they're... really. I figured that's like yeah. a natural next step. I mean, actually, I would prefer what you're doing. I like if they got hot tubs full of ice water. I mean, that's I think better. Yeah, definitely. The cryo chambers, you know, I, I don't know the cost on those things. That they're big money makers too, though. I do know that. Oh, we've got it right here. I got it. Yeah. Ten minutes from my house. <laughs> I have a place. Yeah. So 40, 40 bucks a session or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't done it yet. I have friends of mine that have gone. They're like, Well, Scott, you're all about like you can't knock anything until you try it. And I was like, Yeah. Okay, but I just haven't yeah. felt the need to go do it yet. So I'll mm-hmm. get around to it. We'll get you there. But anyway, good. I just want to hear some more of that the whole temperature <clears throat> transition stuff. But uh yeah. let's go back to the whole transition of the coaching, wanting to share that information. Yeah, it was, you know, like I said, three three years ago or so that I was really becoming more curious, you know, as I, I'm in corporate America at the time, you know, I'm in sales, I, um, big sports background, like, you know, I've, I've got sort of that grooming in me where it's like, you know, the more time and effort I put in, right, the more ROI on the back end, like, I, like, that just made sense, you know, and so sales was like this natural career path for me. Mm-hmm. And it was media, right, advertising technology, media, big data, and, uh, I was convinced on the outside that like, I loved it, you know, like I'm doing really well and I'm climbing the ladder. So that success I was sort of hanging my identity on, like kept me in the game. And I knew deep down. Heck yeah, man. Next promotion means next pay grade. Oh yeah. I've been there. Yeah. You know, and I'm 26. I'm living by the ocean in Marine Del Rey, California. And beautiful place. I couldn't convince myself anymore. Like I just couldn't do it. You know, I look outside, I got my motorcycle, I got my BMW, like a nice apartment. And I'm like, it does not do it for me. I know that I'm meant to like lead and, and help other people, but I'm not doing that. And so let's, I can't convince myself anymore. But let's know? pause on that. I mean, because I've been there, dude. So I, I, I got, I have yeah. to, do, I have to pause here because I want to know more. Like you're saying, okay, I didn't, it didn't feel right. Now yeah. I, I know there's listeners hearing this that are going through this. And I think it's important that they at least listen to themselves. This doesn't mean you quit your jobs tomorrow, guys. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's all right. Um, but I, I, what do you mean? And some people aren't recognizing this. And like mm. for me, I ignored it for a while. Sounds like you probably ignored it for a while. So what were some of those feelings that really kind of pulled, you know, pulled the wool off your eyes, so to speak, and you realize, holy shit, I am not happy, man. Like, was it yeah. like, was it yeah. gut pain? Was it heart pain? I mean, what was yeah, it? That's, that's, that's great that you're, they're, you're taking the conversation there. Um, it came down to conflict. Hmm. You know, when you feel um, an, an energy level, like in right? te- like integrity conflict. Yeah, def- definitely integrity, right? Where yeah. it was like, you know, I mean, I've always had a big heart, and I've like known, like at some point, when I figured myself out, like I'm going to make a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm six years into this, and like. I can't, you know, that, that I can't convince myself that I'm really doing much here. I'm not servicing the world at all. And my, my gifts are going to waste. Like that conflict, like added up over time where, you know, I felt anxious more than I ever have. And even though I was developing more, right. I felt anxious all the time. Um, the mornings just kept getting harder and harder and I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. Same here. Waking up, like getting up just became harder and harder and harder. And the energy levels, no matter how much coffee I drank, you know, it, I just couldn't, I couldn't be excited. I didn't have passion about it for anything. So it was, it was time to like take inventory 
you know, and visually and like my environment at the time was just like painting this picture. I was like, okay, I've, uh, I've driven this bus for a while and it's, it's gotten me to a great place, but I'm missing something. And so I've got to, I've got to discover a little bit more about myself of like, why, how did I get here? You know, why, why do I keep ignoring other things and not, I'm clearly not making space for other stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just work. It's just nine to five. It's work harder than everybody. Right. It's just play that part, play that part. And and, like, and a just, lot of people on the outside probably think that you're happy because, dude, let's, oh, oh man, you got the great apartment or house, and you got the you got the stuff, right? You got the stuff, yeah, and, for sure. and and in the beginning, the stuff's exciting because you got a physical. For me, I'm intrigued to hear how you respond to this. You got the physical attainment, right? It's like, oh man, I've yeah. attained this, I've attained that. You know, it might, you know, I must be on the right track. Um, is that is that somewhat where your mindset was at at that time too? It was, you know, 22 to 26. It's, you know, in our culture, right? Promotes marketplace competition. And your benchmarks are, you know, nice apartment, nice car, you know, these things. It's very external. And it's easy to be distracted with that. It's easy to, to buy into that. And um, you know, I, I didn't judge myself. It was more like, okay, now it's time to go on a self-discovery path. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know that they're like, I'm reading books and all this stuff, but I'm just, this is just spiritual entertainment at this point. I'm not really doing anything. And so I, I, I took the next step and that was more like masculinity. I was like, what does it mean? I don't really know. There isn't a rule book out there, a guidebook that says like, you're a man now, or you're like a man that lives on purpose because you, yeah, you're, you're feeling, you're feeling empty. That's what I'm hearing too, man. Yeah. Like, big time. Yeah. You were, you were, yeah. you were jonesing for some fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's not a bad place to be. I think that's important for us to also mention this. Like some people say, well, when is it that you'll ever be happy? Cause I've heard that for when people, when I talk to people, they're like, you know, Scott, you're never happy. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me correct my, let me correct you on that. You know, years ago, yeah, I was never happy. Like, like you, right. Um, mm. and to this date, yeah, there's a spinoff of that. I'm not saying that I'm not happy. I'm just saying I'm driven to constantly achieve more and, mm. and see where life is going to take me. So I'm not, I don't tell people now I'm like, yeah, you might think that I'm just never satisfied or never happy. I'm quite happy and I'm quite satisfied, but I'm also excited to see what else could be attained next. Like you got to be challenged. You got to be driven. I think that's part of that fulfillment and that passion that you were looking for too. It's the process of growth. And so if you have your focus on how you're growing and if you're always growing, happiness or what fulfillment can be achieved in that, you know, there's all the outcomes that come from that, but growth mindset, right? I mean, if we're not growing, we sort of, we level out. We stagnate. Yeah. And that, that can cause all kinds of. That's scary for some people. It can get really weird psychologically, emotionally. And I, that was a time where I was growing in just other ways. You know, I was just getting promoted with a certain skill set at work for somebody else's mission. And I was growing there. But yeah, I wasn't. And you're growing their pocketbooks. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so, so you know, it manifested its 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 way of letting me know, like, okay, I should take inventory now. Like, what's my next move here um, of discovery? You know, and uh, so masculinity kept coming up for me. Um, now, when you say that, are you saying that you're 
and this is this is a, this is a question that's popped up to me once in a while when I depending on who I'm talking to and we and us guys are really bad at this so I'm excited to take it to a deeper level with you like I've done with Teo and other people it's like we aren't manly enough to admit our soft spots our vulnerabilities right and I think I know I was definitely not as vulnerable as I am now like I have learned to embrace sharing vulnerability uh, what, what, where, where would you be at in that adding this into the equation in regards to um, being vulnerable yeah as far as a part of masculinity or that manliness factor yeah so where I come at with this right is uh, is that you know if you ask me what masculinity means you know it's individualized you know it's an individual experience 100% to every single person mm-hmm and it's it's a man's relationship to himself. Now that that is again just the topic of masculinity, separate and not the same as like what is a masculine trait that a man or a woman can embody in a given moment. Two different things. So the topic of masculinity, right? I agree. Um, vulnerability, I would say, uh, you know, can be integrated by a man or a woman and you know, essentially is expression, right? Mm-hmm. Some people would call vulnerability of, you know, a feminine way of being, right? And a man can have that. And I think it's a, it's essentially the conversation I want to be having and let, also less of a conversation and more of like doing essentially that's, you know, facilitating you know, group work for this is, is have increasing the range in which men can go from masculine to feminine. Mm-hmm. And that process in and of itself um, if we're not so one-sided, you know, purpose and fulfillment and maybe a path or direction in life become more visible. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing um, you're increasing yeah. the bandwidth of 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 balance in life, human, right? Human experience yeah. on all levels, psychological, emotional, and physical. Yeah. So there's, it, I'm promoting less separation because you know, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter how we're raised, you know, culture has certain pressures, you know, the socialization of being, you know, a man in our culture has certain pressures, but even on the woman's side, it's all essentially, if you're a man or a woman, there's kind of pressure to be one sided. Mm -hmm. And really I think humans, man or woman have capacity to further their capabilities. If they're integrating more of the full range of what it is to be masculine and feminine. Oh, I mean, look at the, and this is, this is not a critique on on the professional woman, but I mean, when I was in my you know ladder climbing days, um, I was doing a lot of my growth with T-Mobile, and a lot of my executives and, and my immediate bosses uh, were actually successful women. Man, they they kick some ass. But I'd say fifty percent of them were expressing so much masculine traits that yeah. it was like, okay, you're kind of like a mannish chick. I mean, pardon the term. I'm just saying like, I mean, don't get me wrong. They were making great money and, and they, but I was like, I was like, where was the balance? I didn't see the balance. I think, and I think that it's, that's society. You know, they, they've had to, they've had to do that. They've had to say, well, in order for me to, to rise up and build a career, mm. I've got to toughen up and mm. show more of that masculine side. But then let's flip the coin back to us men we, we naturally do that, right? It's, if you're a type A personality person climbing a ladder like you and I have done, it's like, okay, well, that's expected, right? We're expected to have that trait. Uh, but then when it comes to, I'll, I'll, the, my part of my transparency is the fact that I was never like in love, right? Like I was always chasing the mm. next 
career, the next position, the next salary yeah. bump, and never made time for relationships. So I was actually very lacking on that side of my life. I was very yeah. unbalanced. Even when I left that and went to the firefighting to take a complete break and unplug and um, still would not allow myself to open up that side of myself. So, I mean, this, the fact that I'm actually engaged right now at 40 years of age, it took that long. <laughs> That's like, okay. Congrats. I yeah, yeah, Congrats. I, I turned, thanks. I mean, I took, I turned 40 in September. I got engaged in August. So it's like, I saw, but you know, this girl that I'm with, took a shitload of patience from her because, and she yeah. even, she also also broke up with me for three months because huh. it was me not allowing to show any vulnerability. Like I yeah. was, I was holding wow. on to that. Mm. Uh, so some of my friends actually said like the firefighting we did was kind of like special forces style of the firefighting world. I don't know. I guess we were an elite crew. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it took certain behaviors to keep ourselves safe. Mm, amongst yeah. my amongst my brothers, right? You know, doing that. Yeah, uh, right. So g getting back to society and, and the normal right. romantic world, it, it was just not possible for me. I don't know. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I hear that. I um. Uh, you know, everything that I've uh, read historically on masculinity. By the way, like there's like again, I think there's one college in the United States that offers like the history and evolution of masculinity. Like, well, you know, really? hmm. it's not this topic of, you is know, it under oh, the psychology program or no, it's masculine studies, you oh. know, in Stony Brook in New York, but Interesting. Uh, Michael, Michael Kimmel essentially is only written, he's written the only books we really have on the evolution of masculinity. There's very, very few, you know, of it out there, but you know, the, what's interesting essentially is he, is he takes, uh, he looks at, you know, the last 150 years and he breaks down essential, you know, kind of ideals of masculinity. And it's really just so that we as a society can like look at the past to understand, oh, like how do we, how do we see, how do we think that society, you know, puts pressure on us to behave a certain way, but essentially this domination, right? Like, you know, essentially it's, uh, oh, men, you know, think they need to be dominating or strong and like that makes a man. Um, There's a lot of assumed yeah, a there's, lot of there's, assumption, right? There's yeah. that, but the ironic uh, highlight that he points out is is the fear that men have had over the course of time to behave a certain way, is the fear of being dominated by other people, yes. less that I need to be dominating, and that is essentially this proving the unprovable, which is manhood. And so this is, you know, it's again, it's it's, it's I can go about it all day. Like I love the the historical point of view and essential like. Uh, history is always valuable. We have to understand where we've come yeah. from if we're going to be able to grow beyond it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's take what what is good trait wise and maybe repackage it to to integrate more. And you know that's the stance that I take on it. Well, I mean, this was literally I was driving back from Syracuse, New York uh, today. Um, so I had a long, you know, three hour drive, and I was up there on business. And w one of the podcasts I was listening to, I forget which one it was, but they were literally discussing what you and I are discussing right now. Talk about the the generational gaps. And the, the, I guess the residual education that was left behind from prior generations, right? So like mm. my great grandparents or grandparents come from a, a warring generation, right? World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, all of that. So there was no room, you know, the Great Depression, right? There was no room for vulnerability. Everybody had to toughen up, yeah. right? Yeah. So that Makes was sense. the parenting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that led to the next generation. Right. And that it might have softened a little, but that was still left behind. 
And then, right. then you move that towards the, the Gen X, Gen Y generation, my generation, and then obviously the new millennial generation and this new Z Zillennial or whatever we're calling the, the latest. Um, but there's mm -hmm. still remnants left behind. Right. And, uh, I, and it's just interesting. I was, I was, it's just funny. We're talking about this. Cause it was like, Oh, this is literally what I was listening to earlier. <laughs> Cause I geek out on this stuff too. Yeah. A lot, a lot is, is coming into play in this conversation now. I, you know, I thought um, I was maybe a part of a small group of, you know, of men that were looking in, you know, men's groups and how to understand masculinity and, you know, take what I want from it and leave the rest. You know, this was two years ago. And then all of a sudden in the last year, you've got a mainstream movement on this topic. You know, Lewis Howes comes out with a book last month called The Master Masculinity. That's gonna, yep. it's getting mainstream attention. Um, Justin Baldoni is the Jane the Virgin star. He's got a show called Man Enough, and it's all about this discussion. And this is mainstream uh, conversation now. Um, and it's not about like gender roles necessarily. It's um, yeah, it's self-discovery anyway. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny you bring up Lewis Howes. Um, I met him not at this year's Thrive Make Money Matter, but the previous year when we were in San Diego, he spoke – and he gave us his book is somewhere back here. Um, <laughs> I, I, people give me their physical books, but then I go buy the Audible because I have no time to read. And I, I listen to it in my travels. So I've listened to his book twice. This the one before this one. And gotcha. uh, so and I've actually recently added his the newest masculinity book to my Audible library. So I'm um, still playing catch up. So that's the other problem, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Once you start following down this path like Travis and I are on. <laughs> <laughs> your library grows so quickly. <laughs> I don't know how big your digital library is. It's a good thing. It is. It is. But it, the, I think the biggest point of it to kind of rewind back to an earlier little snippet of a point you were starting to make was <laughs> you reach a point where you've consumed enough and it's uh, time to take action. Yeah. And, yeah. and I did not want, I wanted to make sure we didn't lose the energy that you were starting you. to build on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'm sure a lot of your listeners, you know, across these cohorts yeah. are maybe experiencing that. I think it's really common. Mm -hmm. There's books, there's information. We're in an information society. Oh, you got quotes. I mean, now thanks to Instagram, Everything. like I'm a quotes guy. I'm always, yeah. trying, I, I, I mean, this show, right? The, 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 the logo, the fire is about firing people up, motivating them, inspiring them to take action. Um, yeah. And, and again, let's be real. Sometimes in the beginning, the action is reading a book searching yeah. searching out the stuff that you were telling us earlier about but then eventually it's like okay maybe it's time you finally you know man up and jo yeah. join a group find a men's group find uh an influencer like yourself uh, maybe you don't yeah. reach out for wim hof right away maybe you look for somebody like you who has at least studied under him and yeah. uh and maybe you're more approachable than wim hof that's the other piece to Probably. success I, I teach people all the time too is like do not grow so big and successful that you lose your approachability and that's something very, very powerful. So, I mean, what was the like transition that. that finally made like you that. just say, you know what, I got to take action. Eventually, wrote, you, reached, you, you reached a breaking point, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. No, I, thank you for, for pointing that out. Um, that approachability part I'm taking on, I, li I like that a lot. Uh, you know, it was, again, I was reading books and podcasts, but it was just consuming and consuming the information. I was like, well, what am I really going for? I'm looking for change. And I'm looking for, if I were to find life's work and start taking action towards that, like, what, what do my action, like, what, how do I align with that? You know, I'm doing this career that I don't really like. I'm in this place. I'm like, but again, I, like what well, you said, I can't quit tomorrow. So how do I take the first step 
to start again, like taking the driving wheel of my life and like creating what I really want, you know, just like service oriented, like be passionate about what I'm doing. And, you know, I, I found Mankind Project actually through like searching online and Mankind Project's organization, it's you know, global and they, they're pretty you know, viral. They got a great footprint. Yeah. They, you know, they, they bring back the idea of ritual initiation for men in our culture, because that's been put aside for a very, very long time. And it used to be a very uh, crucial part of growing up and a lot of tribal nations, right? Like there's initiation for men. It's been around forever. So they, 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 they support in that. And then they have, you know, men's groups where men get together. And so that was, I, I started getting involved in that a few years ago. And that was like the real turning point. Cause I started to actually change how I saw myself. I started to have some real conviction around like, you know, I can take steps and get out of this career path. I can, I can build a life that's like based on freedom and, and service. And it, it's really self-esteem. And it was having men to mirror how I was seeing the world. And then there was accountability, you know, those guys asking me like, did you follow through on what you said you're going to do? And so to me in the whole, the arc of development um, and personal development, it was a couple of years of like spinning my wheels of like reading a ton of books and listening to every podcast and essentially just making it entertainment at one point to then finally seeing real change and building real self-esteem through the process of group coaching and men's groups. I agree. So what, what was the, so besides mankind project, was that like your first, I guess, I don't know, like epiphany type of group or organization that kind of started blowing your mind wide open on this one, this topic, or it yeah, sounds like yeah. it was, I mean, cause that's, yeah, it was. you couldn't have picked a better group to do it with. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Okay. That was it for me for sure. Now, are you still a part of that community or is that just one of these, you know, you know, it's okay because I tell people like sometimes people move beyond a certain tier or group because they have to keep growing or you're maybe you're living in all the worlds. I don't know. Yeah. So I was very involved for a year and they have a different format for the groups. It's kind of like anybody can show up and it's very open. And, you know, I started to get really inspired about like leading men in this work. I was like, I, you know, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts actually where there was other men um, doing this, like becoming men's coaches. And mm -hmm. this is just a few years ago. And I was like, wait, so that's a, that's a thing. Like people are doing that, you know, quitting their jobs and, <laughs> and doing, you know, I didn't know about coaching. And, and I didn't even know that that was an industry, but it blew my mind how big this industry was and how much opportunity there was. And, and not just opportunity, but also an opportunity to really, and I want to pause and, and reflect on this because I keep seeing it and it drives me, it just pisses me off. Um, take the time to get educated and know what it is you're freaking talking about because there is these 17 and 18 year old life coaches out there now, or people are like, Oh, I'm going to be a coach now. Like everybody's going to, everybody's a freaking coach. And I was like, right. yeah, Holy shit. Have you ever actually done any coaching before you became a coach? Like, sure. I mean, have you ever educated, taught, been a personal trainer? Have you ever have a role Mm. where you've influenced other people. And if you haven't, you better have gone through some kind of program to make sure they've at least taught you those, those best practices and behaviors. Right. And I'm sure you've right. seen this too. Um, I'm hoping I'm not the only one that's pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah, no. The barrier to entry is very low. You yeah. know, the, um, you know, to be, to be, to, to, 
to be somebody that really offers change and, you know, solid programs, that's another, that's another level. But, oh, yeah. but I, I, I became, you know, some of my first books that I got into were like the way of the superior man, David. David. Classic. Okay, I a actually, classic book, you know? I literally do not do you, if you use audible, I never delete that book out of my active <laughs> books. Cause then yeah. I'll just be like, I'll stream down. If I don't feel like downloading a new book or something like that, and I'm like, you know what? It's I'll, I'll look at the last listen to date. I will cycle that book in. I think over the past two years, I probably am getting in at least once a quarter. I go back and listen to the That's whole awesome. thing all over again. That's great. So Why not? You, you see value in it. Yeah. Each chapter is like a huge takeaway, you know, and yeah. a 26 year old, when I read it first, it was like blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm playing super small over here. Like, you know what I mean? I'm playing for tiny little marbles. Yeah. And again, for our listeners, guys, the way of the superior man, it's not just a book for men. I mean, yes, no, uh, no, but no. I can tell you, I've actually uh, met and spoken with uh, professional women and influencers who've also consumed that book too, just for that yeah. perspective, right? And to understand, and that book's been around a while. I forget when it was 25 written. 25 years, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I was fascinated because, you know, after Mankind Project and I, you know, I kind of went back to that kind of work, you know, more on the spiritual side, like purpose, very, you know, very purpose driven, you know, and I was like, yeah, why am I here? Like if I was going to die in a week, I started asking that question. I'm like, I, I wouldn't be living how I live. Like I need to make change. And I came across the guy that learned under David data, John Wineland. And so John learned under David for like 10 years and John's been doing men's groups for a long time. And it was like two weeks before his full year program was going to start. I came across his website, John Wineland. Like nice. we're taking, there's five spots left. It's a, year-long program it's for men that are very interested in masculine leadership um you know um potentially want to coach and lead other men in this kind of work and i'm taking 25 guys like apply here and i was like okay and i spoke with john and it just clicked i was like this is you know i want to learn from him and yeah i mean just finishing we have our last call next monday but uh, what an insane year um of just uh i've just been stretched you know pretty much every time you step into the scene with with john and and, yeah, actually, you know. and don't be, don't be worried about the screen shifting. Cause I'm about to do some screen sharing only because I was going to share your website. Anyway, again, to our listeners guys, his name is his site, travisrosnos.com. But, uh, since we're yeah. talking about John Wineland, like I love his logos. That he's got on his brand here, man, like embodiment, intimacy, purpose. Uh, so it's, I just want to make sure we're sharing some of this while you're talking about it. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And you know, so, so the last, you know, you know, I sort of got that intro to what this could be for me in Mankind Project. And then I got another year, you know, where we did, um, it was men from all over across the, the world. You know, we did three weekends. We did one in New York. We did one in LA, one in London, biweekly calls. And it was, you know, structure, accountability, and um, that space that you do not get anywhere else. I have so many guy friends. I have great guy friends. Um we laugh, we, we make fun of each other, we support each other in our relationships, we call each other out, but there's, there's, it's not even, it does not even compare. There's no depth. There, there's, does not compare to the, just the structure and space when it's, okay, guys, our point to come together is to hold each other accountable to ways we might not be seeing or interpreting circumstances for each other. And how do we see other men that weren't, are they, are they on their purpose or not? And are, are they in integrity and are they, are they following through? And when you do that over an extended period of time, there's this trust and effort that just grows and grows and grows. And that's, I mean, you know, so the concept of that is what I'm bringing to, you know, my own work and experiencing it with John was, uh, was, was amazing. You know, it was great. 
It's interesting. You're the lineage you're laying for us here, right? It's the Mankind Project, John Wineland, then the Wim Hof Method. Just a very interesting timeline. Just, uh, it just, and it three three powerful brands and three powerful. Uh, and I've not studied under any of these, by the way, but I'm familiar with all of them. <laughs> so it's just interesting because, um, to your point earlier, it's like once you go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Yes, there is plenty of influencers out there, but there's few and far between the ones that actually have respect and a strong reputation behind their brands, behind their names. I mean, you know, you've actually built a proper brand when you can actually name your brand after yourself. Uh, I tell people from a marketing standpoint all the time, you you, you have two ways to build a brand. You literally build a brand like me. Like I chose to build, live the fuel because it's, something symbolic, you know, for me. And because part of mm. fuel is the fired up component from my firefighting lifestyle changes and everything I learned from that. So yeah. for me, I do is like, I'm going to build, live the fuel. And then the Scott Mulvaney will come up with it. But then other people like, again, John Wyland, like, dude, he's built enough of a following and enough of impact where he's like, man, I am uh, John yeah. Wyland. He's just like John Wyland. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, it's powerful. Cause I tell and a quick side trick, uh, always buy your name online. On the dot com or dot whatever. Uh, yeah, you gotta have your name. For I mean, because sure. if you if you type in scottmulvaney.com, it just goes to live the fuel. <laughs> so, but I own that. That's my real estate. So I just have to. I always like to toss it in little little uh, tricks for people. But and again, Great. to you, you you've you've obviously launched your brand online. So, um, obviously, and I'm gonna do some screen sharing again because I want people to see it for YouTube. So, chavisrosnos.com, and as soon as they come to your site, for our listeners, they're going to see the drop, okay? A man's pursuit of purpose through masculine practice. We've, we've clearly been talking a lot about masculinity today. Mm-hmm. Um, what was this, I mean, for me anyway, like I, the, the whole symbolism behind the drop, okay? You've got a, well, depending if you count the word drop breaking up your logo, but you've either got a six-sided you know, symbol here. Um, yep. it, uh, it's obviously each side symbolizing a component of your system. <clears throat> no, it's actually just each side is, uh, each point is just equally mirroring the other, much ah. like men do within the program, right? Okay. Uh, they're, they're mirrors for each other. Yeah. And uh, the drop just represents, it came to me intuitively. I couldn't get it out of my head where I just had to go with it. I had to. Um, you know, going, if we rewind to that, you know, no matter the experience of your background, you know, if you're a guy and at some point you've had this feeling that you need to prove yourself to ideals that, again, I'm not blaming culture, but it's, you perceive it very easily based on you've got to achieve, you got to be the lone wolf and figure it out on your own, right? There's the vulnerability thing. So the drop for me in my own development path was, like it just represented that 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 the process of like peeling those layers off, like delayering essentially, okay. like me not needing to be anything, and focus more on how I feel and and just you know connect my mind and body. There's also that piece, the drop from like the head to the heart. So that was the other, like oh this makes sense for my brand. Like well, how many times did people here throw in the term term of uh you know oh you got to get out of your own head sometimes. So interesting, right? Just get out of your head and then drop down in your heart. And then is your heart behind what you're doing? So I love that. I love that explanation that you're going with there. That's that's, cool. that's that's exactly what it is. And it really started to come true of like, oh, I can teach this with Wim Hof. Because um, 
the breath work and the, and the, and the water, I mean, when you get in ice cold water, um, you're activating all your systems. You're essentially voluntarily hacking all of your systems, nervous system, your cardiovascular, all of that. But uh, when you do it for a while, you know, you're essentially, you're really tuning your mind to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't encountered any other modality. I'm sure there's so much out there, but it's like the quickest and easiest way. All you need is access to cold water and you're going to learn a lot from your body. Well, isn't, isn't part of that, uh, part of that process is basically the instantaneous fight or flight mechanism, right? Like it's like you are shocking your body and whether you like it or not, you are awake. Your, your body's and your brain is talking to you. You're like, Hey, what's going on? What's happening? It's assessing what is going on right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, you know, all kinds of benefits wrapped up into that. But anyway, you know, that, um, there'll be, you know, that's the brand. Yeah. It's good. I like the shock factor of it. So with part of the other site, I'm, a, I'm actually going to go ahead and bring this back. I'm going to leave it up for you a bit. So I was poking around your site, and obviously you're going with the drop. But there's a second piece I, I, ha- I didn't really click on until before our call today, which is this lean-in component. So yeah. where are you going with that? Yeah, it's just going to be content. Okay. So this is how you want people to kind of lean into what you're sharing. Like this will be your <clears throat> blog, I'm guessing, and, and your updates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be the, it'll, there's blog posts there. Um, yeah, I do like the one uh, right there. The uh, uh, the 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 uh, the name I branded it. I, I you know might be something digital later, but sure. Um, well, part of growth is is change. So you might not fall in love with that. Maybe you will fall in love with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, maybe right. your maybe your audience will uh, through feedback help you influence where that could go as well. I'm sure. Right. So, and again, we had joked around earlier. I'm like, if you stay approachable, um, people will be willing to share that content and not hold it back. And I think that's also part of our other thing of, um, like, it was kind of funny. You just mentioned how maybe through society, we all get developed up to this place where we feel like we have to prove ourselves. Well, in this case, if you've already launched your own brand, you're already putting yourself out there. Technically you're telling everybody that you're here to prove yourself. But part of the approachability piece is, no, I'm not trying to prove myself. I'm here for you. Approach me. Talk yeah. to me. Work with me. Maybe you don't want to work with me, but at least I'm going to be approachable. And yeah. maybe maybe we're going to vibe, maybe we're going to not. I, I, you know, I have a – people can schedule you know business coaching with me on my website. And I tell people all the time, like, just because you're not getting on a call does not mean you're going to be a client or a relationship of mine. I'll tell you, I was like, if it doesn't vibe, it doesn't vibe. Because uh, I don't want you to waste your time or your money. I'd rather fi- help you find the path or find the person that you're supposed to work with. Um, and that's going to be part of what you're doing too, is that maybe not everybody's going to be able to vibe with the drop. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> this is all uh, a new new terrain for you, right? Mm. Yes. So. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Those, so, are, huge, those are great tips. I don't know. I try and share. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Unless you're talking to another friend of mine, he's just like, sometimes you share too much. I was like, well, nah. at least at least I'm sharing, and I'm not a closed door, right? Yeah, so, I know that. I mean, that's you know, you so you, you know, you're passionate about you know the business side of thing and folding in this passionate life and branding and all that stuff, and so well, there's, there's, there's people like you it, trying so. to get their their message out there, and yeah, yeah. they've never taken the time to really define who they are and what they're trying to put out there through that brand. And yeah. it's like, that's yeah, why yeah. I, I love personal branding. The key word there is personal. It's, are you personable? Are you approachable? What are you putting forth in your brand? 
Because even if you are some giant corporate entity, in the end, there's still people behind that. The people are the brand. And yeah. if you're not putting that out there, you're missing a key component of what it's like to, especially this new generation, right? You're targeting the 20s and 30-somethings, okay? The millennials and the the youngest of the, of the, of the, of the, the well, you're basically right up, right up against the whole X gen. So they're looking for approachability and development. I mean, you're, you're, it's your generation, not mine, but that's part of my target audience, right? I'm taking on the responsibility with this podcast to tell people that, yeah, I want to get through to my own generation, right? Gen X and the Y's, but it's also our responsibility to give back to the next generation and pass along the right knowledge. So that's something that I'm taking that responsibility on into what I'm doing. And so your generation is exactly what I'm trying to help. (laughs) Nice. Love that. So, uh, so with the drop and I love that on your site here, the drop is a decision you make. Uh, it's very clean and very simple. And with, so with this podcast, with what we're doing, we're talking today, we're getting to know each other and our followers are doing the same, you know, what is some of the, what else can we do out there to kind of send the right people your way here? I mean, what are you trying to draw towards you besides obviously getting people to go to visit your website? <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, in 2018, my, my main focus is going to be um, rolling out Wim Hof workshops, you know, which is not just for men. It just so happens that a lot of men go to them, like 85% of. I was going to say, if you, if you look at most of the Instagram feed, there's a lot of dudes. Yeah, it's, which is so interesting. <laughs> they talk a lot about this in uh, the certification is guys look at it as like another achievement they can do, right? Oh, conquer the ice bath. Let's get in that ice bath and like power through it. And then they get in and they start crying because like emotionally there's like something connects. But, you know, um, I, I love, you know, essentially my pillars of focus, right? Is It's going to be Wim Hof and bringing that to people, like helping people with that method. And I love the idea of even you know, Facebook, Google's like companies have their folk on programs. Like I love the, like Wim Hof's a ton of new demand from companies like, like on it in Austin, they filled like a whole pool up with the drop, you know, um, I started out, like, I think a lot of people confused and overwhelmed, like, oh, I need a Facebook page and I need a YouTube channel and I need a blog and I need, uh, you know, to do all these things. Uh, but at the end of the day, what I really want is I only want to work with 12 guys for a longer period of time in 2018 and really over deliver on that. And nice. so um, it, with the drop, it's just a six month program that will launch in June Yeah. and it'll be 12 guys and, you know, there'll be live weekends. And so, you know, it'll be about having conversations for if it's a right fit for, for guys to enroll in that program. So, I like you know, that. from, from that perspective, it's uh you know, there'll be some, some blogging and a lot of, you know, if, if there's podcasts out there where, uh, you know, this message resonates and sort of the range in which the topics I want to talk about offer value to certain audiences, I want to do that. And, um, I want to speak as well, you know, so speaking right. Um, on the topic in 2018 is also a goal of mine. Well, I think it's part of our responsibility since you, you and I have all spent, you know, time in, in sales, the sales space. Uh, now just because you've been a sales professional doesn't mean you're meant to be a public speaker, right? I think we all have to sure. grow, grow yeah. to that level where we can put forth purpose and give back through the power of speaking. And, yeah. and, and like I said, I said it earlier, like this year was the first time I've actually done any legitimate public speaking. And I really loved it because mm. 
Yeah, part of it was me telling some of my story, but it wasn't so I could sit there and like brag and tell my story. It was, I was really trying to get through to the audience and help them understand that I've gone through crazy transformations and you can too. And that's part of your story too, is like, you you don't have to stay stuck on the corporate ladder forever if that's not where you're happy. That's what I'm hoping to call out in other people, um, especially people my age. I, cause I go back and, you know, I have friends that have gotten married this year, you know, when you turn 26, 28, you know, people start getting married. And I talked to so many people, you know, where I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm leaving my job. This is what I'm doing. And they're like, Oh wow. You know, like, yeah. Like they kind of like, they go, they're shocked. They're like, Oh yeah, you can, yeah, I guess you can really do that. I've never really thought about it. I didn't think about it either. It's really easy to be on that wheel and just go and go and go. I mean, I, that's the other thing is I think what people, what, what keeps people stuck in this realm, like with career and like not really going for what you're passionate about or like what you're, you feel in your gut is something that you can really offer others, but you're kind of scared about it. You're not sure. Like there's that little nice balance where that feels good. Like it's scary. I don't know if I, if I can do that. That's a good place to be. But um, certainty and security is just a crippling, crippling scenario. Mm-hmm. Even when things are going really, really well in like the corporate world, like being secure in that is, that's how like you're, you're 40 and you're like, oh man, I really wish I would have done this other thing. See, it's a false security. Um, I have friends, yeah. I have friends yeah. believe me, when I, when I made the decision to go become a federal wildland firefighter, right? I, I had just finished going back to school on nights and weekends doing accelerated learning because I, ha- I was like, I set this goal. I was like, I need to go back to school and I got to finish that degree that I never finished. And yeah. you know, I was studying psychology and, and marketing and I finish it. But along that journey, that final senior year, while I'm working at my corporate gig, I had that epiphany. I was like, well, what if you know, I finished that degree and I don't? go on to another corporate gig. What if I'm meant to become a firefighter? Cause, and then, so what I did was I, you know, put myself into an academy, got certified and started networking and trying to find ways to become a wildland firefighter. So then as soon as that degree was done, I had already made the shift, dude. Like I knew that yeah. I was going to, I was going to get that certificate in January, uh, 2010. I was done at the end of 2009 I'd already gotten licensed as a certified firefighter. I'd already gone to Colorado, went to another academy, networked, landed a gig. Uh, come that February, after I got my certificate, so I was like, "Well," and I wiped my life off the face of the earth, dude. Two thousand square foot townhouse, gutted, uh, foosball table, everything else sold, gone, furniture gone. I mean, I bought a, got rid of the old Audi A4 that I had, and. Picked up a $3,000 Subaru Outback wagon. Said, okay, yeah. I'm an adrenaline yeah. junkie. I'm outdoorsy. So I need my biking and my ski gear, right? So right. if I wasn't a fitness guy, I could have fit yeah. my life into two duffel bags. Yeah. But I had like yeah. seven. <laughs> so cause, cause <laughs> I had some gear. I had some gear. So, yeah. but my life fit in my right freaking on. car, dude. And I left for Arizona because I didn't know if I was ever going to come back. So just a very sh- short skinny on what I did. But the point is, yeah. We can do that. I was 31. I was 31 when I did that. So a couple yeah, years older than you, but I hadn't, I hadn't bogged myself down with a big mortgage yet. 
Um, I'd already re- mm-hmm. I recognized that I wasn't happy and I needed more purpose. I had realized, wait a minute, the degree's done. So that big check mark is done. The resume looks great. I said, if this is not what I'm supposed to do, I can always come back, right? I didn't burn my bridges. Right. And that, right. and the biggest piece of it was, mm. my, my question to myself was, what if? Like, what if I'm meant to do this? What if this is where I'm supposed to be? And mm. I would kick myself if I didn't do it. But again, all of my closest friends, my colleagues, they're like, what are you doing, man? You finally got the degree. You could finally shove that in these companies' faces and say, see, my resume is finally complete. I got the degree too. And I'm like, now I'm an entrepreneur now. And I'm like, your fucking degree doesn't mean shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if somebody really cares if you have a BS in marketing and psychology, I was like, everything that I'm using now in my business is not what I learned in school. So that's a whole different podcast. (laughs) But I'm with you, man. It's... Mm you get this false sense of security and people say, Oh man, I got the great job and everything else. But guess what? That great job could end tomorrow. That company could fall into fraud tomorrow. Yeah. That's the other thing is, um, you know, to like on the topic of like purpose and I get asked that a lot, like, you know, claiming to know everything about purpose, you know, I'm certainly not, you know, but I think a lot of people, even, even on that journey of like figuring out, Oh, what's my purpose? Like, maybe it's like uh, something I should pursue. It's like a job or it's like a career. It's this thing. Um, and for me, it's like a way of being, it's like a way to show up. And like, for me, that's like belonging. It's like, how do I power belonging? How do I make myself feel that? And like, how can I transition that to others? Like that's different than like the mission. Like my mission is to like run men's groups for men to show up, you know, in a bigger way. Like that's more of a mission versus purpose is just like a way of being, but um, like um, most people, I think what I, I want to do too, and I think, you know, you stand for this as well. And I love it is, is like calling people out to start thinking about this stuff versus like getting too far down that secure, safe path. Get out of your comfort it, zone. Yeah. Like, like embrace something soon, you know, um, and start asking that question of like, what if, well, what if I were to like maybe transition my hobby into something that could add value and make money and provide me freedom or like those questions are important. It has to happen now versus, versus later. Yeah. And I, and I will, let's be real. If the, if this man that we could be talking to in your, that could be co- maybe possibly be coming into, into the drop, um, you know, if you got kids and a family, we're not saying you drop everything. And yeah, you know, rip the lid off. I mean, right. some people yeah, that yeah. works, you can still do this in an intelligent way. All we're saying yeah. is stop ignoring that part of yourself. I think, I think too many people just push that down and they, they, they've been ignoring it for so long that it becomes that ball in your stomach. And then it's, it's, it becomes this, this like acidic nut just eating away your stomach walls. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a good place. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I, it, it will show up in so many ways down the road. You know, if you're in a relationship or you, you know, family and not trusting you because, you know, I think, you know, we're all called to do something, you know, with our gifts and help other people, you know, whatever. But 
And if you're not doing that, that conflict, like that same conflict that I experienced, like, again, you know, it was showing up for me in weird ways. Like my mood was weird. I was like a little bitter. It just started to come through me. Like, I'm like, this is conflict. I am not, I'm not uh, like honoring that I could pursue something that like I'm really passionate about and I can't ignore that anymore. And the world can feel that. Like I, you know, I could sense that, you know, like there's less trust there, you know, it's an integrity thing for sure. But um, the ripping the bandaid off, you know, like I, there's absolutely, well, think about it, right? Freelancer.com. There are so many ways to like make money and pay the bills. Oh yeah. While like creating S- something side on the side. side oh my hustle. gosh. It's never been easier. Dude, when, so, uh, I was, I was, I was coaching CrossFit for the past like two years of my free time, and I, I, I just really, I just needed to take some time off a couple of months ago because I just, I need to focus on these key projects that mean the most to me right now. I love coaching, and I, I've coached ski racing and, and cycling, and I, I've been, I've been, a, I was a corporate coach in my corporate days on the, on that ladder. I was coaching and developing employees and managing people. I've done a lot of coaching, <laughs> um, but the point was, I was like, you know what, I need to focus. Uh, but one of the great things was one of my athletes, and he's a father, he's, a, he's an engineer, uh, so James, when you hear this, shout out. Uh, but he, he was, he, he's, I, I'm impressed by him, man. He's a father, he's got a family. He comes with the kids to the gym and gets in his workout you know, while the kids are there and then goes home. I mean, he's, he's figuring it out. And yeah. then there was a couple of things that he wasn't exercising, and, I, and he and I casually chatted one day. I'm like, well, what if you started doing that on the side? I was like, it's your free time. You can do whatever the hell you want. And I was like, maybe you're not exercising all of his like skill sets in the engineering world with that one company, but he's got other powerful skill sets that could be done freelance. And then this is a few months ago now, but I remember it because he came into uh, to a workout one day and he's like, hey man, he's like, I just want to say, I, I, don't know if I, I don't know if he's told me thank you or what. I forget how the conversation came up. But he's like, hey, so I took action on what we were talking about. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, there was a, there's another company that was needing some help. They were actually one of our clients, but I wasn't allowed to help them in that area because it had nothing to do with my job. And our company doesn't support that. So I went ahead and said, well, if you, if you need help with that, I can help you with it. We'll just do it freelance. And he did it. And I was like, and he's like, dude, it was so cool to be able to say that I could do that. So that was yeah. one little thing. You know, it's not, yeah. a, it's not a huge career yet. He doesn't have his own <sighs> company yet, but he at least said, block. he said, what if? And then he said yes to himself. And he ended up doing it and made a little side cash on the side. Cheers to that. Right? That's cool. It's just, and and if I had like one little, uh, and this isn't a bragging right, it's more of a a pride, I'm proud of him, man. I'm like, hell yeah, Yeah. dude, hell yeah. You you deserve it. You want to exercise that? Freaking go for it, man. And and maybe he he did it and he doesn't want to do it anymore, but at least he did it. (laughs) At least he did it. Yeah. So, Real quick, I'm sharing this other link you had sent me. What's going on with this archetypes thing? Because I'm gonna am I, am I I'm gonna embed this in the show notes for the blog article when your episode goes live. So you had sent me this link to the drop. It's a pages uh, yeah. the challenge. I'm gonna, I would say don't do that. That's okay. yeah, we we re- rescheduled a few times, right? So this yeah. was um I'm gonna fold this into um, you build this into your training. Yeah, I'm gonna build it into Sweet. the program. Okay, um, we're giving our listeners a little teaser then. Yeah, oh no, there's why would ar- you do that? No. There's some <laughs> archetypes. I tell people all the time, home, marketing best practice, brother, okay? Uh, you want people to get on your email list, for example, here's what you do. If you got something that you know is powerful and it's probably some of the best nuggets and knowledge you got, 
give away some of your best stuff for free. It's something that yeah, Gary, totally. Gary Vaynerchuk says all the time, right? Like give them your best stuff because then number one, it shows how transparent you're being. And number two, they're not always gonna be able to take full action on that great stuff. And if they love yeah, it that yeah. much, they're going to want more and they're right. going to come back. So just throwing that out there. I hear you. I have had a lot of time to play around with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, but anyway, it, you know, uh, it was set up and I'll integrate it into probably a Facebook group as well. Like cool. not all guys that I talk to, right. Are going to, again, there's, I'm only going to work with 12 guys next yeah. year, everybody else. Like, uh, it's not like, Hey, see you later. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll create a community and Facebook group and yeah, you can have a regular, trainings. you can have a public community yeah. that at least gets to casually build a relationship with you. <laughs> But yeah. then until that yeah. slot opens up, they're not going to be in the full immersion, you know, 12. Yeah. Yeah. Group. Yeah. Yeah. So this, um, like this, this, the approach I'm taking is very, cause again, like, you know, there's, there's other guys out there doing this stuff that knowledge for men. There's a lot, again, a lot of information. Like I'm very processed. It is going to be nothing but more like deeper, deep dive on, on doing versus like knowledge stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, that archetypes exercise takes kind of like, um, you know, regurgitates some Carl Jung archetype, you know, sub, you know, subconscious work, and it kind of translates it into how do we create meaning, on, you know, parts of you that drive your behaviors and we package meaning around that. And there's ways to look at that. And so anyway, that's like what it. that was. Well, and I love the fact you're working with archetypes because back on episode 89 and actually let me double check here. I think her name was. Kylie Slavic. She's like a marketing person, but she, Mm. we actually titled that episode archetypes and storytelling because they definitely go hand in hand. I just, in case you ever want to dig deeper into like the whole archetypes thing from a marketing perspective for you and your brand, yeah, um, Yeah. check her out because she's, she specializes in working with archetypes and I love that episode with her. It was really fun. Interesting. Um, Especially, especially when it comes to online marketing and and building yourself online because you need, you need to understand archetypes. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. It's the like ingrained personality in all of us. There's flavors of similar archetypes in all of us. So it's like, if you speak to that part of somebody, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, man, we've been rapping for a while. Um, I've enjoyed it. Did you have some fun? It It was great. Absolutely. I feel feel a little extra masculine just hanging with you, man. Yeah, you know, you're running a great show, man. Great questions. Well, I, I, you know, I could talk for hours. <laughs> well, and that's the point. And I want, that's what I want. I want my co-host to feel completely welcome because it's just, it's going to benefit our audience. It's not about me. I it's about so. the audience. We, you and yeah. I need to be super comfortable and have no problem talking that way. If, and when you need to come back or want to come back on, like, it's just, it feels like, oh man, I was just on or something like that. And I, I want people to miss being on the show because <laughs> if, if it was a really good co-host, I've had, I've had some returns because I'm already, I mean, I'm in, into my second year now. So there's yeah. some people where I'm like, nice. dude, I really enjoyed that. I want them to come back. So, uh, you don't always have to have brand new people. Like I'm not, a you know, John Lee Dumas that is like yeah. in, in, interviewing <laughs> new entrepreneurs like seven days a week. I was like, dude, wow. I, don't, I don't know how the hell you do it. That's crazy. Um, he's been doing it longer than most. So that's why he's, that's his brand. So, but also I don't do a 20 minute show. Ours go 30, 60 minutes. I mean, yeah, right. I don't want to well, turn it off. I hear you. Well, Hey, your door is open again to come back. I'd be glad to, I mean, we're riff on anything flow states to talk about anything. And I'm, I'm down for it. We might have to talk offline. Um, I got some ideas. Well, I'll throw, I'll throw your way. So I'm always, I love, cool. I love Yeah. sometimes hey, when some cars clicking in my head, 
I just take action. But listen, to the benefit of our listeners, though, uh, all of our co-hosts close out the show, if you remember Teo's episode, with the final words of the show. I, I like to give that honor to you. Um, so obviously, if they aren't get hopping right on TravisRosnos.com, which, again, listeners do it, um, while you share your final words, this is your chance to say, you know what, they forgot everything else you and I talked about today. Like, why should they be following you? What is your message that you're, your purpose, your purposeful message, your masculine message? What is it you're trying to leave behind so they can remember this about you? And hopefully that'll drive them back to keeping it up, keeping in touch with you, following you, liking you, et cetera. Yeah, it, it's, if you're listening to this podcast because you're into growth and you're into leveling up and it's that this pursuit of actually surrounding yourself with like other people that are on the same journey, like that's, that's the place where change comes in. That's the place where the discipline and the awareness comes in where, you know, you can essentially self-author your life. I mean, that's what I'm promoting. I mean, that's what this stands for. And, you know, if you're a man and you're trying to like make sense of, again, what it means to be a man, like this is a deep dive. Um, and everything I stand for is a very, very deep dive from history to your personal experience to how other men see you, how the world sees you. So again, that, you know, the drop is again, just represents that delayering of it. And it's the group. It's really all about the group structure that's required to create change and find purpose and how to carry that out. So that's the, that's the spiel, the drop, you know, and yeah, I've, I've been, I've enjoyed Scott being on the show, live the fuel. Appreciate that. Well, you've been a welcomed addition, man. I appreciate it. So absolutely. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's Travis Rosnos, okay? Check him out at travisrosnos.com. It is The Drop, a man's pursuit of purpose through masculine practice. And if you didn't hear it earlier, he's looking for 12 guys, man, 12 guys ready to dig deep and really start changing your lives. So make sure you follow him. Everything is going to be linked into the show notes, all of his social media profiles. You go to follow him online and then obviously reach out to him when you're ready to get deeper into your own drop. So to our listeners, again, thanks for listening in. This is another powerful Live the Fuel episode. Thank you so much, Travis, for bringing a lot of a lot of new energy and masculinity to this podcast today. So hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye. But again, to our listeners, thank you again for listening in. That's another Live the Fuel show. Keep living the fired up epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, second piece of my little extra 
nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, my nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, the Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour or more importantly just go to fiverr like i did but if you are a podcast or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering this is your guy so again guys i'll let you get back to your day thanks again for listening to live the fuel we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for listening to live the fuel visit us at livethefuel.com stay connected on facebook twitter instagram and more at live the fuel live the fired up epic life hashtag live the fuel